You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Hell State Nation? Welcome into Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for listening to today's show and subscribing to us if you haven't already done so. Be sure to do that whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcast, however you're listening to us. Be sure to subscribe to us and uh, leave us a review and tell us how we're doing. Tell us if we're doing great, if we're not doing great, what content you'd like to hear and we'll uh, definitely take that into consideration. That's one way to get in touch with us. You can also get in touch with us by following us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram, Locked On Miss State, Locked On M I S S S T. You can also uh, send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com. If you're looking for a more direct route to me, my personal Twitter account is at Taylor Jones underscore underscore. It is the Monday edition of Locked On Mississippi State, and we've got a lot to get into today. A state was back on the football field. The Egg Bowl didn't go our way, unfortunately, but I think that there was a lot of positivity to take away from that. Um, we're also going to talk about some uh, scheduling changes. The last time that you and I talked, it was uh, early Friday morning, and they had made the decision uh, later in the day that they were going to move some games around in order to... Uh, fix some cancellations and postponements. So State does not have a football game this weekend, believe it or not. Yes, so it's going to be a very interesting week on the podcast, but I guarantee you we're going to continue to deliver great Mississippi State uh, material uh, during this week, as you expect on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Both basketball teams are now officially in action. Uh, The Mississippi State Lady Dogs got a big win over Jackson State. It was the first win for uh, Nikki McCray-Pinton as head coach of uh, Mississippi State women's basketball. The men will also be back in action tonight at the hump as they take on Texas State. So we're going to be talking about the Egg Bowl. We're going to be talking about the uh, scheduling change for the game this weekend against Missouri and also uh, talk about men's and women's basketball in Starkville as well. So we'll first start with uh, what happened on Saturday in the Egg Bowl a game that it looked like Ole Miss was going to run away with pretty early. State uh, right there at the end of the first half kind of cut it close, and it was very close up until the very end. State had a great chance uh, to tie the ball game on a Hail Mary at the end. Didn't quite work out that way, and Ole Miss wins the Egg Bowl for the first time in a couple of years by a score of 31-24. to But as I mentioned there at the beginning, there is plenty to take away from that that uh, we could say is positive. And I know a lot of state fans are probably thinking, yeah, we said that about the Georgia game. We're saying this about the Egg Bowl. Uh, We've got Auburn coming up in a couple of weeks. At what point are we going to just say, you know, hey, a loss is a loss is a loss? Well, state has really gone through a lot this year. They're having to rely on a ton of freshmen, Uh, Two freshmen in particular, I think, really led the way on the offensive side of the ball. And I think we're going to be okay. You know, we may not see that right now. We were uh, very close to getting a win against Georgia, very close to getting that win against Ole Miss there at the end and their fantastic offense they have. Uh, Lane Kiffin's got those guys running 
like a fine-tuned machine right now. Matt Corral had a great day passing. Will Rogers had a better day passing. Um, but, you know, there's there's plenty to take away from that, and I think that uh, State is moving in the right direction. Uh, a lot of uh, muddy water there at the middle of the year that I think that uh, it, it was a problem that worked itself out, honestly, and I think State is moving in the right direction. So we're going to talk now about uh, one of those freshmen that stood out in the game, and that was uh, Will Rogers. Will Rogers set so many records in the game against Ole Miss on Saturday, not just Egg Bowl records, but state records in itself. So Will Rogers in the game, it was his third start of the year, uh, 45 of 61. Again, a lot of passes there, uh, 440 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Now, the big thing that I take away from that, and of course we're going to read uh, all the way down uh, all the records that he broke. Going to talk a little bit about Jaden Wally as well on the offensive side of the ball. But the big thing that I take away from that is that Mississippi State, throwing the ball as much as they do, they had an interception issue, and that has resolved for the most part. I don't know if it was a quarterback situation, if it was just a play-calling situation. Maybe the receivers feel a little bit more comfortable in running their routes. I don't know. But that was Will Rogers' third career start. Got his first start a few weeks ago. Seems like it was forever ago against Vanderbilt. Played well in the Georgia game. He played well in the Ole Miss game. Has thrown zero interceptions in three of those games. Why is that such a big deal? State had 14 interceptions going into the Vanderbilt game a couple weeks ago. K.J. Costello managed to throw 10. Will Rogers added four more to that. He had two against Alabama and then two against Arkansas, I believe. Uh, 14 interceptions heading into that game. They have thrown zero since. That is 167 passing attempts for Will Rogers, a true freshman, mind you, without throwing an interception. I'm going to take a page out of my good friend Zach Blackerby's playbook here and say... Locked On Mississippi State is officially a Will Rogers podcast. This guy is simply amazing. He is doing so many great things as a true freshman that I cannot wait to see how his career ends. I don't want to see his career end. I want to keep him around for as long as we possibly can, but my goodness, it's fantastic to watch right now. So we mentioned that he threw zero interceptions in the game, his third start, zero interceptions in that But looking at some of the Egg Bowl records that he set in the game on Saturday, he threw for 440 passing yards, which is the most since Kevin Fant threw for 340 yards in 2002. So that's a a record in itself right now. Will Rogers has that. He's the first freshman to throw for over 250 yards in an Egg Bowl. Pretty impressive there. He attempted 61 passes, which is, of course, a record the last time that Uh, Someone even got close to throwing 61 passes in an Egg Bowl was Tony Shells back in 1988 when he attempted 45. So that's 16 more passes than the last guy to do it. Phenomenal. Uh, The most passing yards for a freshman since Wesley Carroll threw for 420 yards back in 2007. Now this is just, this isn't an Egg Bowl. This is all the way around now. So since 2007, Wesley Carroll threw for 421 yards. Will Rogers on Saturday, threw for 440 yards. Pretty impressive there. He set a freshman record for State with his 135th completion. 
167 pass attempts without an interception, as we mentioned the last time that he threw an interception. He threw two against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. He also had 31 rushing yards versus Ole Miss, which is a positive sign for me because a lot of the air raid system quarterbacks, they're you know running around in the pocket. They're having some issues trying to get the ball off. And usually when you look at the end of the stat sheet every day, they've got a little negative sign beside the number that they have. I know Tim Couch, one of the guys that Coach Leach coached back at Kentucky, that was one of the big things he had. He was one of the best passers in the league, but one of the worst rushers in the game when you look at yards. So uh, positive yardage there, 31 positive yards for Will Rogers in the game. Very happy with what we're seeing with Will Rogers right now. And I believe that he's going to do very well for himself over the next couple of years. I know we've got him for at least two more seasons. What's going to happen after that, I don't really know. Hope he stays for his all four years and he ends up throwing for 20,000, 30,000 yards um, as a Mississippi State Bulldog. That would be wonderful. Another freshman that we're talking about is Jaden Wally. Jaden Wally, 176 receiving yards uh, in the game. That was his career high. It was also his highest number of catches. His second straight game with over 100 yards receiving. He had 115 at Georgia with um, with that. That was his first 100-yard uh, uh, receiving game. His second one coming in the Egg Bowl on Saturday against Ole Miss with 176. Uh, another big stat to, uh, to take away from that is we're getting a lot of receivers that are getting some touches in the game. Nine different Bulldogs had a catch in the game for Mississippi State. So you look at what Will Rogers was able to do in the Egg Bowl, what Jaden Wally was able to do, how many people contributed to the offensive side of the ball in the Egg Bowl, and you've got to be excited about that. I'm excited about that. Um, They're going to have a week off now to try to work on a couple more things. As of right now, uh, the next time that they will play an opponent will be against Auburn on uh, December the 12th, Missouri probably going to be in there on December the 19th, but we'll get in there uh, coming up in the next segment. On the defensive side of the ball, Sean Preston Jr., that was his second game with 10-plus tackles. If, uh, he had 12, and uh, that was his season high. He had 11 against LSU to open the year. Errol Thompson, again, another guy. You can't say anything bad about this guy. He's been there through it all. He's had another great game as he had 11 tackles. It was his fifth 10-plus tackle game. His season high was 13 against Arkansas. It was the third game this year where he had 11 exactly. So, uh, Errol Thompson, Sean Preston Jr. getting it done on the defensive side of the ball. As we mentioned, there was a schedule change we need to tell you about as the State Bulldogs will not have a game this week uh, as... Uh, was previously scheduled against Mizzou. Mizzou had to have another game rescheduled. So uh, State's going to take this week off, uh, probably play Auburn in two weeks, and probably play Missouri a little later. But we'll dig into that coming up in segment number two. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. So it's a pretty busy time in Starkville, Mississippi right now. You've got football that's in full swing. You've got basketball that's just now getting underway. There's a lot of sports that need to be watched on television right now. And you just need to sit down and relax. There's so many social issues going on. There's a lot of stress going on at work and school. You have to be you 24-7, it seems like. So the best way to just relax and chill is to sit on the couch, turn on the TV, find you a game to watch, and crack open a cold Coors Light. 
Coors Light is cold lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It is literally made to chill. It's perfect for you to unwind because it's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Aren't you just relaxing hearing that right now? It's perfect for you. Coors Light wants fans to know that even though State may not be playing at that particular time that you're sitting on the couch, it will always be there for you because it is the official beer of watching any sport just to drink beer because you need to chill as well. Maybe you've had a long day at work and you just don't really feel like going out and getting cold Coors Light. Well, Coors Light is going to take care of you in that aspect as well. You can get Coors Light delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Visit that website for more information. Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Segment number two of today's show coming up now. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. We talked about in that first segment that there is some scheduling changes coming up as uh, Mississippi State and Missouri will not be playing football this weekend. It was part of a reschedule that uh, Missouri needed as last weekend Arkansas was supposed to play Missouri in a rivalry weekend that didn't quite work out so um, we saw uh, another rescheduled game where Vanderbilt traveled to Missouri we saw history being made as Sarah Fuller was able to participate in uh, the Vandy Missouri game she was able to kick off a pretty exciting moment for the SEC pretty exciting moment for Vanderbilt so congratulations to Sarah Fuller for uh, competing in the game on Saturday Uh, So, with that being said, Arkansas is now moving their game with Missouri to this weekend where State was supposed to play the Tigers. So now uh, Mississippi State and Missouri will not be played this weekend. My prediction, even though it has not been officially said by the SEC office yet, is that we will see State and uh, Missouri play on December the 19th, the day of the SEC title game. And... uh, as bad as I hate to say it, I don't think State's going to Atlanta this year. Neither is Missouri, so it's uh, more than likely we are going to see that. I think uh, LSU's game uh, was going to be moved to uh, December the 19th as well. Uh, there were several more uh, games that were going to be moved. We're going to take a look at what was supposed to be uh, that was or what's going to be played right now this weekend, taking a look at the SEC schedule. Alabama will take on LSU now. That was one of the questions we had because LSU's game with Florida had been uh, postponed and uh, they were going to play that game on December the 12th and then the Alabama-LSU game was uh, postponed as well due to some COVID-19 issues with LSU and there really wasn't any open date available so they made that date open. It was a rescheduled game from November the 14th And as we mentioned, uh, our opponent that we were supposed to play this weekend in Missouri is now hosting Arkansas. That game was supposed to be played last weekend. Now it will be played this weekend. Florida will be at Tennessee. South Carolina will be at Kentucky. A&M will be at Auburn. And Vandy will be at Georgia. So these are the games that were originally scheduled for December the 5th that will now be rescheduled. Uh, State taking on Missouri, Ole Miss at LSU in Alabama at Arkansas. So what it's looking like for LSU right now is that they will play Alabama this weekend. They will play Florida next weekend. Those two teams, Alabama and Florida, will probably be competing for the SEC championship game on December the 19th. Ole Miss and LSU 
will probably play that game as well. And uh, Alabama at Arkansas was supposed to be played this weekend. I'm sure it'll be played next weekend as I believe Alabama is all uh, caught up with their games as well. I think the only game that was postponed was that LSU game. They're playing that this weekend. They'll move the Arkansas game to next weekend. The quote from uh, Commissioner Greg Sankey on that, uh, he said, the cooperation and flexibility of our coaches, athletic directors, and campus leaders among those with the dedication of our student, uh, student athletes now provides the opportunity to reach the point in the season with the ability of each SEC team to play 10 games in 2020. We knew before the season that there would be interruptions and scheduling changes related to COVID-19, and we will continue to manage the remaining weeks of the football schedule to allow for as many games to be played as possible, with a continuing focus on determining an SEC champion. So, the SEC having another fantastic game plan in mind. So bravo to Commissioner Sankey and the guys at the SEC for uh, taking all of that into consideration, really thinking this through, kind of doing what the Pac-12 is doing, where if uh, you're supposed to play a team and that team has a COVID-19 issue and they can't play, but Oregon is playing somebody and the team that Oregon was playing is no longer playing, then you and Oregon get to play. Kind of taking that into context, but also doing a great job of making sure that the SEC teams are ready for the postseason because uh, Ohio State is having a lot of issues right now, and a lot of their issues stem from the Big Ten starting so late. But second of all, they've had a handful of games that were canceled already, and there's been talk that uh, you need to play at least six games, I believe, in order to be considered to uh, play in the college football playoff. And if they don't reach that threshold, they're probably not going to be going to the college football playoff. We're probably going to be seeing uh, some BYU or Cincy talk uh, in that as well. And I know that's uh, not what Ohio State wants, but, you know, that's uh, kind of the Big Ten putting them in that position, unfortunately. But uh, Greg Sankey with the SEC doing a great job of rearranging some things around everybody else uh, for working so hard and diligently to make this happen. Uh, they uh, they made this work as well. So again, State in Missouri not happening this weekend. The Bulldogs will have a free week. So what are we going to be talking about on the podcast uh, next uh, this upcoming week? Uh, going to have to be a little creative. We may try to get a couple of uh, interviews on so you can listen to a, a handful of different people and their thoughts on really anything going on. Uh, we may try to get some other locked-on host on the show to talk about uh, college football Maybe talk about some pro football as well. Uh, of course, tomorrow is uh, Coach Leach's press conference, or today is Coach Leach's press conference day, so we'll have some uh, information from him uh, tomorrow. But the rest of the week, you'll just have to stay tuned and see how creative I can be. Uh, so I think it's going to be a, uh, a very fun uh, week nonetheless. Today's show is brought to you by the best-tasting protein bar ever, my favorite Built Bar. Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors. You can try 12 of their original flavors, including coconut, almond, raspberry, peanut butter, banana bread, or mint brownie. They've got six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, and my personal favorite, the cookies and cream. You hear all those delicious flavors and you think to yourself, oh, well, there's still a protein bar. No, 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 my friend. They are covered 100% in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. But they are low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high in protein, high in fiber, perfect for those on the keto diet, perfect for those that are health conscious. If you don't believe me, 
Here's what's in my favorite bar, the cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. It's what I go to for that mid-afternoon snack, or maybe I'm a little busy at the office and don't have time to eat a proper lunch, or maybe I'm running a little late, which happens from time to time. Going to work, I'll grab that and I'll eat that for my breakfast. And it's uh, perfect because it's low-calorie, uh, high in protein, and it just uh, really takes care of you throughout the day. If you go to BuiltBar.com, find your favorite flavor, and when you go to check out, be sure to use the promo code Locked On, and you will get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It's time for segment number three of today's Locked On Mississippi State, and it's going to be all about state basketball. Uh, Mississippi State women's basketball got their first win of the season in their first game. They moved to 1-0 after defeating Jackson State yesterday, 88-58. We saw four players get in double digits for the Dogs. Rakia Jackson had 19. Jessica Carter had 14. Jemiah Mingo Young had 13 points and 9 rebounds. And Maya Taylor had 11. Looking at uh, some of the key takeaways from what State was able to do on the hardwood yesterday, they had 23 points off turnovers, 38 points in the paint. They had 23 points coming off the bench, and at one point they had a 43-point lead. That was towards the end of the third quarter, but Jackson State had a 13-point run towards the end of the ball game to trim that lead to 30, and that was what the final score ended up being, 88-58. to Another big thing that happened in that game, it was the first win for Coach Nikki McRae-Pinson as the head coach of Mississippi State women's basketball. We've got a clip from her press conference here just talking about how important this win was for her and the circumstances that she had to go through and the team had to go through in order to get that win. You have great fans you know, here at Mississippi State and they're not able to be there. They give you some energy. So we had to create energy from within. So I'm sure you heard our young ladies talk a lot about energy. Um, but they created that energy um, from the jump, which allowed us to, um, you know, play the way we wanted to play. I mean, it's our first game um, of the season. Um, we did a lot of good things. Um, there's some things that, you know, we got to go back and continue to fix. We're nowhere near where we need to be. But I'm just thankful for them for getting this win. Um, it's my first win here um, as the head coach, you know, uh, at Mississippi State. Um, they wanted it for me. And, um, and but I wanted it for them. Um, our coaches did a great job of scouting, so um, I, the credit doesn't go to me; it goes to them. Um, they did the work and they bought into the game plan, and uh, we were able to get this get this win against the in-state school that you know comes in night in and night out to where they want to you know they want to beat Mississippi State. Next up for Mississippi State is New Orleans on Wednesday. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock at the Hump. You can watch that game on SEC Network Plus, and uh, that will be a great game for Mississippi State women's basketball. Congratulations to Coach McCray Pinson on getting her first win. So now we'll shift things over to State men's basketball. 
as they get back to the hardwood tonight. They will play their first game at the hump of the season when they take on Texas State at 7 o'clock. Take a look at what Texas State has done so far. They come into the game at 2-0. They've got wins over Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and a Division II team, Mary Harden Baylor. Their key players, Mason Harrell with 16.5 points per game. He averages 3.5 assists per game. Alonzo Sule and Caleb Asbury both average 11 points per game. As for Isaiah Small, he averages about 8 points a game, but he has 7 rebounds per game. That's the team lead for the Texas State Bobcats. What uh, they do as a team, they shoot uh, 458 from the uh, three-point line. They have a 69% free throw percentage, and they are 538 from the field. Not many offensive rebounds. They get a lot of uh, defensive rebounds, so maybe you know let them take the shot. They're probably not going to get underneath the basket. I think State can uh, do a really good job in that aspect in uh, uh, leading in that category. Looking at State, they are 0-2 following their trip to Melbourne, Florida, where they lost two games to Clemson and uh, Liberty uh, in that game, a pair of 11-point losses in uh, Melbourne, Florida. Tolu Smith and DJ Stewart coming into the game with 16 points of contest. Looking at uh, what they do, as a team, they are shooting 34% from three-point land. They have a 500 percentage when it comes to free throw shooting, and that is a huge improvement from the Clemson game to the Liberty game. They went 8 of 27 from the stripe against Clemson, improved that number to fight uh, 15 of 19 against Liberty in game number two. They grabbed way more boards than Texas State, so that's another thing right there that I think uh, State's going to do well tonight as they're going to be able to pull down more boards uh, than Texas State will be able to do. You can watch the game tonight at 7 o'clock. We'll be broadcast nationally on the SEC network, but if you're not able to grab a TV or if you'd rather uh, listen to the home broadcast, you can listen to uh, my guy Neil Price on the Mississippi State Basketball Network. Uh, some of those games, uh, some of those stations, you can listen to the game uh, locally on WKBB 100.9 in Starkville. You can hear the game on WVBG 105.5 in Vicksburg, WRKS 105.9 in Jackson, and down south you can listen to the game on WMXI 98.1 in Hattiesburg. Uh, You can also download the TuneIn app, search Mississippi State Basketball, or you can listen on your XM radio channel 191. That's going to do it for today's show. I felt like we had covered a lot there. We covered the Egg Bowl. We covered the scheduling change for Mississippi State football this weekend. And we talked a little basketball as well. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from Coach Leach. Try to get some more info on the scheduling change and what the Bulldogs plan to do at practice this week as uh, they've got a lot of momentum going into the bye week. Really hate that we don't get a chance to get out there and uh, take on Missouri. But again, the next game that State will play as of right now will be next Saturday at home against the Auburn Tigers. That will be on December the 12th at home against Auburn, a team that just got absolutely shellacked by the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. Really wish we could move that game up, but they've got to play Texas A&M, and I believe it's uh, probably going to be just as rough uh, for the Auburn Tigers at Jordan-Hare Stadium this weekend. Uh, we'll also recap uh, State's game against Texas State. Again, 7 o'clock tip-off. You can watch that game on the SEC Network or listen to it on a handful of Mississippi State Basketball Network affiliates. 
You can follow us on social media at Locked On Misstate on Twitter and Instagram. That's Locked On M I S S S T. You can also send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. You can also follow my personal Twitter account at Taylor Jones underscore underscore. So until next time, have a great day, everyone. Hell States. We'll talk again soon.